Welcome to Tea with Culture. I'm Hinma Zaina, and today's episode is about Tashkil, a Dubai-based multidisciplinary studio and gallery space. It was established in 2008 by Sheikh Latifa bint Maktoum, and it recently celebrated its 10th anniversary. I sit with Lisa Belashgar and Jill Hoyle from Tashkil to talk about Tashkil's 10-year journey, its different initiatives over the years, and what's in store in the near future. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Jill. Uh, congratulations on Tashkil turning 10. Uh, before we start our discussion, maybe just introduce yourself so listeners know who's who. My name is Jill Hoyle, and I'm the manager of Tashkil. And my name's Lisa Bolechgar, and I'm the deputy director of Tashkil. All right, I'm glad we're having this discussion because Tashkil turned uh, an interesting milestone uh, not too long ago, 10 years. 10 years is like a big thing, I think, in the UAE, you know, something that runs, that goes into two digits, uh, is, is an achievement. Let's maybe start from the beginning, like what made Tashkil come about? Like, why did it start? And what was its objective when it started? So, Jill, could you start? Because you've been with Tashkil from the very beginning, right? Yes, I was actually uh, with Tashkil through its developmental stage. So it was uh, first thought of by the Tashkil director, Sheikh Latifa Bint Maktoum, when she was graduating from Latifa College, which was a, a, cam- a satellite campus of Said University, and was actually in the same building that Tashkil is in now. And uh, she realized that once she had graduated, then she would lose the infrastructure that existed there of uh, peer review and uh, support from other artists and designers. And while she was very aware that there was a network of artists and designers here in the UAE who knew each other online and commented on their work online, they didn't really uh, know each other when they met face to face. And she felt it was actually really important that they had that other uh, situation whereby that they could meet and share their skills and learning with other other artists and designers. And since then, I mean, it's grown into like it's an active studio space for lots of artists. It's you know on a membership basis, and you've got kind of various membership, right? So it's like a membership with studio space or memberships who come and use the facilities. But you've also you know, it's a space for exhibitions, it's a space for workshops, and design got incorporated uh, lately. And uh, and it's, it's I find it weird that there hasn't been more places like Tashkil actually in Dubai since it launched, because there's always this need of, yeah, these spaces where artists can get together and, and meet and, and work. And uh, yeah, Tashkil seems to be unique, but I also wonder, like, is, you know, do we feel concerned that there aren't more places like Tashkil in the UAE? Well, I'm going to be really honest and say that when we opened in January 2008, nobody knew why we were here. Mm -hmm. Um, And although the dream was to have a community of artists and designers working together and being mutually supportive, it took quite a long time for that to be understood as something that was that was really required here. Uh, Now we have a fantastic and very lively um, and very committed group of artists uh, and designers who work side by side and uh, who are incredibly um, helpful with each other and teach each other their own their skills and things. So I think it has taken time for that to be understood and to evolve. Uh, I would also say we only really started with the idea of having studio facilities and the gallery was a complete afterthought <laughs> that <laughs> came into being. Uh, I think Latifa stood one day and looked down and said, you know, Jill, if we're going to have all these artists making work here, we need somewhere to show it. So uh, 
she threw calico over the banisters upstairs uh, and thought, yeah, we can put a wall there. And so <laughs> very slowly it evolved. So that our first exhibition was in uh, March 2008, two months after we'd actually opened the doors. Um, whether there should be other places, I guess um, it's, it's a need that needs to evolve as opposed to be imposed. And I think it has to come out of the artists and designers themselves looking for that sort of uh, venue that they feel comfortable to work in. And in terms of, I think, yeah, as you said, you know, a lot of people don't know when it started, you know, why is Tashkil here or what it does. And, and I think there's still an issue where, you know, people think Tashkil is kind of this, you know, one-off place. It's far away and it isn't. It's really quite central. And Lisa, I know you, we've, we've had these discussions kind of, you know, uh, a few times about, yeah, like it's weird why... You know, some, sometimes some events will bring a crowd, sometimes it doesn't. And what, what is it about a place? Because I mean, to me, Tashkil is like a, an incredible oasis. You hear the birds chirping. It, it is, it is, it feel it is away, but it's not like an isolated, far away. It, it's what 10, 15 minutes from Sheikh Zayed Road, which is kind of like maybe a central point if we have to kind of pinpoint a location for people who aren't aware of uh, the space. But yeah, once you hit Nazal Shiba, which is where Tashkil is, it is it's quite a different you know environment there's no high rise it's you know there's greenery and and a few kind of low rise buildings and yeah it's just like an, a, a great environment to be away from kind of the hustle and bustle and to focus on work i mean what has been your experience with in terms of kind of engaging with you know people and community and kind of creating more awareness of the space well people do feel that it's so near yet so far um and i think to sum up Tashkil, that's what it is, that's the beauty of it, that uh, you are five minutes from downtown Dubai, you're 20 minutes from Dubai Mall, and yet you are in a totally different environment um, than those places, those locations, and it changes your mindset, it changes your perception, it allows you to focus. Um, there's no noise here, um, uh, literally and, and virtually as well, so I think that's why it's so much of a retreat. Um, and it's a great place for artists. However, at the same time, because it is so distant from the norm, people feel that there is a geographical distance, um, and it's not the case. I always think that Tashkil should have a strap line. Tashkil, it's closer than you think. Um, <laughs> so I think that um, as Dubai has grown... Um, there is uh, both a challenge and an opportunity for Tashkil moving forward in terms of bringing people here. They need a, a reason to dwell here at Tashkil, and we've got plenty of reasons for them to do that. I agree. I mean, I work out of here, and as you said, I think the ideal thing is there's no noise, there's no you know construction, and you can park easily, and you're not having kind of to wait your way through you know un unkempt parking spaces or lack of park parking spaces, and yeah, there's this kind of quiet space, and you yeah, whether you're working, you want to think, you want to test. Do you want to play around with, you know, work and, and make work? And it's great. And, 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 yeah, I mean, there are lots of long-term members around, but once in a while I'll see faces I'm not familiar with. So that, to me, is a good sign that, you know, the kind of there are new people making their way here. I mean, and one of my favorite things is just I think there's this amazing generosity with Tashkil where there's this kitchen where there's this constant flow of karak, you know, tea and, and food. And I think that's very rare and not, not something we experience in many places. <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, I think listeners who aren't familiar with it, yeah, it's definitely an open space because there's also the library, right? And 
and you have exhibitions going on all year and so there is some work to to uh, to look at so speaking of exhibitions the current one is made in tashkil which is one of i think a unique exhibition that has been doing from the year it started uh, and it's a, it's a call for submission it you know it feels quite democratic everyone who's made work in the past year who are part of Tashkil can submit and something quite unique where there's a community feel to it and I know I think people sometimes look down at kind of community quote unquote exhibitions but to me I think it's you're standing behind your members and giving them a platform to show work and so yeah what has you know can you maybe tell me a bit more about made in Tashkil as an exhibition concept and why that started? Yes, it, it, it has run from the very first year. We did miss one year because we we're in building mode, but, <laughs> but it's run every year. And the idea from the be very beginning was that it should be an opportunity for the members to be able to show their work in the gallery space because we had a number of members who were working in the studios and we'd had a number of uh, exhibitions happening in the gallery and the two were not necessarily this overlapping. Um, and we felt it was really important to show not only to give our members an opportunity to show, but also to show what could be done in Tashkil. So, you know, we try to show work from all of the different disciplines that we have studio facilities for here so that people can actually see what is possible uh, and what support that we can give them uh, as they, throughout the year. And maybe it would be good to highlight what are the facilities for people who aren't familiar with Tashkil. So, uh Lisa, do you want to give us a, a rundown, a little kind of, you know, to showcase? Because I think not many people are aware of actually what facilities and, you know, kind of equipment is here for people to use and, and make work. So um, we're recording this just next to our digital lab and our industrial size printers and 3D printers. Um, we have one of the few open access dark rooms in the UAE and with analog photography on the rise, that's really busy at the moment. Um, and then we've got a 3D, 3D workshop with a laser cutter, heat press, jewelry benches um, and a whole host of other equipment. Um, we've got a photography studio with audio visual equipment and um, all the sort of the tripods that you need to, uh, to, to shoot your lookbook, for example. Um, and then we've got near reception, we've got a screen printing um, studio. And then upstairs, we have textile printing and fine art studio. So it's quite a, you know, well-equipped uh, space. And I also want to add, you've got a lovely garden space. So this garden that kind of been recently re-landscaped, if that's the correct word. And yeah, it's a really lovely open space. I know we've held the few kind of quiz nights out there, which have been fun. And, and, and I know maybe summer is not maybe the best time to sit outside, but there's, you know, at least six, seven months of cool weather. And yeah, I don't know, just uh, any plans on using it for more activities? The, um, the Tashkil Garden was re-landscaped last year in 2017 by Lokai, uh, a local company, um, and it's got over 22 uh, plant and tree species, many of which are indigenous to the UAE, and that's something really special. Um, to, to Tashkil and to, to Latifa herself. We've also got that beautiful amphitheatre um, which lights up at night and we've, yes, we've done some great quizzes and, and talks and presentations there and that's something that we really want to develop on. Um, I see 
see the garden as an extension of the gallery, really. And in this, um, you know, it, it, taking a multidisciplinary approach to what Tashkil is doing, it would be great to look at the garden and see what inspiration um, artists and designers can derive from it, and it to present itself as well, everything from sound art um, to illust botanical illustration workshops, which we've done in the past. So um, there's great potential for that garden, I think. And I know you also engage with artists outside the UAE through your Artists in Residence program, and that's, I think, also been an interesting introduction to, you know, bringing artists here and also working and interacting with locally-based artists. Um, is this something you see continuing, you know, over the next few years? Yes, I mean, the Artists in Residence program has run in a rather ad hoc way since the very first year that we opened. Um, it was not something that we necessarily planned, but we had the opportunity to work with a gallery in uh, Rome and another one in Berlin on an exchange program, which you actually you took part in yourself. Um, <laughs> and then since then, uh, after that, we also got involved with um, the Delfina Foundation. We ran for several years a residency program which ran for three months each year between January and March with the Dubai Culture and Arts Authority and Art Dubai's which uh, resulted in the artists showing their work in Art Dubai each year and we alongside that we've also had a series of uh, what we call the guest artist programs where we've had artists that we've invited to come and work in the studios usually because they're in a very specific space in their own artistic development but also that they're doing work that is relevant to the works that we're doing or projects that we have ongoing at the time and all of those experiences have been really quite amazing in stimulating response from our members here in the studios and uh, the interaction between our members and the resident members has, has always been very positive so it is something that we're looking and I think Lisa's got plans to carry that forward in the future to something a little bit more structured and uh, and regular because you also host uh, like design programs as well so designers are invited and can you tell us a bit more about that started with two designers in residence at the end of last year, just after I joined Christine Muller um, from Austria and Faye McCall from London. Um, and they had an incredible impact. I mean, you know, for the last few years, um, Tashkil's been running Tanween, a professional development program for emerging designers. And that's been incredibly impactful. And I think now bringing in designers into our residency program is, is just another layer, a much needed layer um, to, to develop our design content here and speaking of um, you know artists and interacting and making work here I know you also launched uh, uh, it was a collaboration a, a website make works can we tell us about that because I think that's such a useful tool and I don't think there's enough kind of light shed on it and it needs to be promoted a lot more MakeWorks UAE was launched last year at Dubai Design Week um, and yes it is a little diamond I have to say Hind. Um, it currently has um, it is its growing directory of manufacturers, suppliers, fabricators across the UAE. When you're an emerging designer, or in fact an established designer, you're not going to be making thousands uh, in, a, in an edition. You're going to be making a limited edition of 10, 20, 30. Now, there aren't that many fabricators and manufacturers out there who are willing to focus on such a limited um, uh, range, um, and they often don't have the time or the will 
to be perfectly honest, to work side, and s side by side with a designer or an artist. Well, we've done the dirty work for you. We've tracked down these people across the UAE and we continue to have conversations um, as, as they, through word of mouth, they pass the baton on to other, uh, their counterparts in these industrial areas, which, let's face it, from Ajman to uh, Musafa in Abu Dhabi, they are labyrinths. If you are an emerging designer or an artist and you want to start making here in the UAE rather than relying on importing, then it's, it's, you've got to get into those areas and meet the people who are willing to work with you. And, and that's what MakeWorks is. So you go on, you find a profile of an interior company, for example, and you'll see a little film, you'll see photographs of their workshop. You'll see a beautiful portrait of the whole team um, and a list of all the machinery and services that they provide, what the minimum order is, what the maximum order is. Really very in-depth information to give you the necessary uh, brief that you need to then pick up the phone and have a constructive conversation with them. Yeah, because I think one of the challenges is, yeah, is, you know, the not finding the right materials or, you know, where to find and it's hard to find and language sometimes is a barrier as well because... Again, I think with a lot of these factories and manufacturers, you know, language, you know, they're not necessarily fluent in English or the artists aren't fluent in, you know, Hindi or Urdu, et cetera. And, and so it's good. I think, like you said, you did the kind of dirty work finding these places where they're almost like a, a Tashkil stamp of approval. These are, you know, places where we know, A, they do quality work and people you can, you know, kind of go to and, and, and expect you know, I think that they'll listen. There's a dialogue, right? Because it's not just, you know, here, make, you know, like you have a design and, and go an there. Understanding. There's an understanding there. Look, uh, it's not like we've suddenly created Make Works. We've waved the magic wand and, and the relationship between artists, designers and manufacturers here is going to be perfect. Absolutely not. But it's the start of something that we hope um, will continue to grow. Um, I th you know, I've been involved in sort of the, 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 the no man's land between art sector and the corporate sector for many years. And, and what I find exciting about MakeWorks is it's about bringing what is perceived as part of the corporate sector, the manufacturing, the suppliers, together with art and design to create work which they've been doing for centuries. These people in uh, Mosafa, in Al-Khaz, they are artists, um, but they're working in a different world. And it's time that we bring these two worlds together for the benefit of the UAE uh, creative and cultural industries. And in Jill, kinda, what's your reflection like this past 10 years? Like what have you seen, you know, kind of grow or develop or just, yeah, like something that, sticks to your mind you know whenever you kind of have this moment to be able to look back at this family I think because you've been with this part of Tashkil like from the very beginning well I think um, the first thing is just sort of amazement actually because um, maybe I was very naive but I didn't have uh, any real expectations of uh, going beyond us having studio facilities here so the idea now that we have this sort of constant program of uh, exhibitions in the gallery and uh, the programs of support for through Tanween and through the critical practice program the uh, exchange and uh, artists in residence programs running you know it's just uh, it's really quite amazing how much it has grown from just a very small beginning um, but I think the thing that's probably most surprising is how much the confidence has grown really in the whole art and design 
community here. Uh, you know, so that everybody is is there's a much greater interest, and there's also more confidence from those people who are involved, and so more people now are actually taking that step to actually call themselves artists or designers and to operate as such. And do you partner? I mean, I know you've mentioned a few partners that you've you know done in the past, but is there any kind of ambition with partnering with more maybe organization or institution abroad to kind of? take artists from the UAE to give them more exposure abroad? The partnerships can be of varying sizes and, and natures. Um, certainly, I would hope that Tashkeel in the future would look at collaborating with um, our, its counterparts around the region. Um, I think it's very important that Tashkeel um, uh, contributes to the ongoing and growing dialogue across the region. And when I say region, first and foremost, I mean GCC, and then I mean the wider Middle East and North Africa region. Um, I think it would be fascinating for uh, an Omani designer to work with an Emirati designer in exchange and, and, and you know, go on reciprocal residencies. The same with, you know, a Kuwaiti artist coming to Tashkeel, Tashkeel sending a UAE-based artist to Kuwait. Um, I think that regional empowerment is really going to be the key to the growing sector um, across this, this part of the world. And, and it will strengthen our discourse with the rest of the world. I'm not saying then we ignore the rest of the world, absolutely not. But then it's looking at other parts of the world that are um, not only capitals of culture, but also capitals of creativity and innovation. You may not know about it um, when you open up a newspaper, but scratch the surface and there's some really exciting work going, in, going on in particular techniques or particular materials. And that's what we're going to sniff out. We're going to sniff out those countries that um, may not have, be headline hitting, but they're the ones that are doing really interesting work that our artists and designers, our members, here will will seize with both hands um, and and want to uh, innovate and, and exchange with them. Well, that's really great to hear because I've always found a lack of kind of you know more ongoing dialogue within the region, the GCC. Like you know, it's always an east and west dialogue, you know, and, and never kind of a, a dialogue within the same region. And you know, I don't. I feel at least from my side, like we we don't know enough of the artists within the. GCC area or the wider Middle East and yeah why isn't that engagement more often uh, you know happening on a which should feel like a more normal basis versus only when it's like a big event whether it's through a Sharjah Biennial or you know or Dubai where you know suddenly there's a gathering of these artists mm -hmm. but not necessarily uh, yeah like some kind of collaboration or, or you know just yeah an enriching uh, experiences and knowledge to to kind of like you said I think make this area feel a bit you know more prominent or stronger I think to a wider world um, and what other plans can you share or maybe not share I don't know just what you know because I know like it's 10 years like you know do you sit in the meeting room or in your offices thinking you know in the next five years we're going to plan you know this or next 10 years <laughs> I know it sounds really corporate but I think you know you have to have a corporate hat right to, to be able to think of these things in an art space <laughs> yeah, corporate's not a dirty word <laughs> no I mean um, we have, you have to plan ahead. Um, whatever type of organization you are, even a family plans their holidays in <laughs> advance, theoretically. Um, you know, and we, we see ourselves as a family and that unique environment will never, ever go. Um, that's, that's the heart. That's the, the, 
the beat of, of Tashkeel. Um, but things do change. Um, and uh, we can't disclose anything, but the next 10 years is going to be as exciting as the first 10 years of Tashkil's life. And hopefully we will be engaging um, and nurturing even more um, artists and designers and, they, and, and more of them will be part of our story as we grow and de develop. So watch this space. That's all I can say, Hint. That's exciting. And since it's been 10 years, you've had, and as you said, you know, this kind of like a family type relationship with members and artists come and go. And like I said, I see a lot of familiar faces. Once in a while, there'll be new faces. But what, what are the success stories that you can share? You know, I, I think as, you know, you refer to them as Tashkil alumni or Tashkil family or Tashkil artists, you know, what kind of success stories have come out of here? Well, I think... Um it's very diverse in terms, and, and, and how do you measure success? Because for some people, the success has been the very fact that they are prepared to share their work or that they've had something showing on the gallery wall for the very first time. And for more than 20 of our members, it's actually meant that they've built up the portfolio, which has enabled them to apply for master's programs, and they've gone on to do master's uh, overseas. And those members are now coming back and actually many of them rejoining Tashkil and feeding back into the community. So, you know, I think uh, quite apart from the more obvious successes of artists and designers who might have become more well known in, in the local or the international scene, it's those very, not, not very small, but actually quite major steps, but perhaps less high profile things that have been really important. And I know for the 10 years you published a book which goes into the history of Tashkil and you've invited writers to, you know, submit essays. But I know you've also kind of listed like all the members, right? And yeah, so can you tell me about the book and the idea behind it and what was it like making it? Uh, well, we've tried to list everyone. A hundred percent not confident <laughs> that we have managed to, to include everybody's names, but we've tried. Um, yes, no, the book, um, I think, grew out of, of Latifa's wish to commemorate a decade worth of Tashkil and, and to really look back on what has been an incredible 10 years, not only for Tashkil, but for the whole UAE art scene. I mean, I moved to the UAE in 2005, um, and back, you know, back then... You can't compare it to now, um, both in terms of the sector's productivity, the number of artists and designers creating and working here in the UAE, and social attitudes towards contemporary art and design. It's incredible, and I think it's very important to to measure that um, and to and to examine it um, in years to come. We want this book, which is called Reference Point: A History of Tashkil and UAE Art, available in all good bookshops book and also online at tashkil.org we want this book to become a reference point a reference source and to be used by academics and researchers and students looking back on I'm not going to say the first steps because we know the first steps of the UAE art sector was was way back in the 50s 60s but you know a, a particularly important time in the momentum of of the modern day um, cultural sector so we've got um, academics we've got practitioners we've got columnists um, writing giving their views I particularly like Michelle Elgergawi's um, essay where he looks at you know what if what if Sunny Rahba hadn't set up 
you know, third line? Um, what if the air residency program hadn't happened? What if Tashkil hadn't established itself? So um, I, I, it's a really interesting compendium of essays that not only looks at our story, but the stories of so many of the artists and designers that have passed through our doors. Yeah, I think it's quite handy for anyone who's not familiar with the art scene here. This is it, it captures, and like you said, I think there was a certain moment, you know, the circa 2007-2008, where there was an interesting shift with Dubai, I think, and it and it became a bit more prominent worldwide, and just you know, sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for not so good reasons. But I think the book is you know quite useful in terms of like yeah, showcasing yeah the kind of the number of artists that have been here or, you know, who been part of Tashkil from the beginning. And, and yeah, I mean, hopefully more people will read it and hopefully there'll be an opportunity 10 years from now to, you know, publish like a, a sequel to this book. And, and since you said it was Latifa's idea, I would like to maybe talk a bit more about Latifa. We were hoping she'd be with us. But yeah, I mean, Latifa, I think, is quite leading in terms of, you know, the, the vision of kind of starting the space of converting what was her kind of school, her education space to make it a permanent space. A, I mean, the building is one of my favorite buildings, kind of, the, you know, old school 80s architecture, which is, you know, one of the few that we can still, you know, see. And it's it's a building that's, you know, well maintained and is functioning and, and just wish there were more buildings like it but yeah that she had the vision to keep this building and yeah like and make it an active space all year and 10 years later here we are so yeah I mean you know Jill you've known uh, Latifa for a very long time could yeah just maybe share a bit more about her Yes, well, Sheikha Latifa Bint Maktoum is the director of Tashkil and the founder, and uh, it, it was her, her brainchild from the very beginning. But I think because she's an artist and a designer, uh, sorry, a photographer herself, you know, she represented the UAE at the Venice Biennale in 2011. Um, she's always been very, very actively involved in what's happening at Tashkil and is passionate about what the members are doing. So she can often be found wandering around the studios, uh, chatting with them and just, uh, you know, fascinated and uh, interested to get involved with the work that they're doing but uh, I think more importantly it's it's her spirit which is really at the heart of Tashkil and makes Tashkil what it is and makes it such a, a warm and comfortable place for people to be and, uh, and yes, her knowledge of the building is extraordinary. And I have a little bit only to know that it was started its life as a supermarket and then became a nursery school before it was a private art college. And I think what's so great is that actually, even though it's gone through very many changes, there's evidence of all of its previous lives somewhere here in the building. Um, and that's something that um, we've really sort of tried hard to maintain because I think it's what gives it character and makes it a comfortable place. So many of the artists say it feels like coming home to come to Tashkil and I think that's um, maybe because it's not perfect that makes it <laughs> makes it an easy place to spend your time and to be creative in. No definitely I mean it's got these layers of history and uh, and yeah it's not kind of one of those brand new buildings that we that you know pop up across the city because they get rid of the old so yeah may this building stay may be maintained well enough so it can stay long enough and you know not kind of disappear because no it is it's quite a nice special building in in a really great area and and I think as we said in the beginning of our conversation it's a place away from kind of the hustle and bustle where it, you know artists can sit and work and think and talk and engage and drink tea and you know eat food and and yeah and, and be productive it's not a place where you're just kind of lounging and you know doing nothing it's definitely a place where I think there's a lot of productivity I mean I sometimes sit in the computer lab and it's you know it's nine o'clock and I'm like wait I was I was only meant to be here for a couple of hours but yeah you kind of because 
there's this ability to be able to concentrate and and make work without kind of the distractions if you were working, you know, in a cafe or in kind of other parts of parts of town. So, uh, I mean, one last note maybe just, yeah, it's been 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And what's, is there an exhibition coming up after the summer that you want to share with listeners? So we've got our current exhibition runs right through until the 30th of August, and that is Made in Tashkil, which we spoke about earlier. Um, that's 38 works by 30 artists um, who've been working out of all our different studios. Really exciting work. Um, and that's also together with uh, some affordable products, um, which we've released through our Made in Tashkil um, product range. Um, then 30th of August, we take it all down. Don't come to us for a week. Um, and then, well, at least a, a week, about on the 18th of September, in fact, we will be um, opening an exhibition by um, the, the graduate, I guess you would call it, of our critical practice program of 2718. Her name is Debjani Badvaj, and she's based in Muscat in Oman. Um, she was a member of, of Tashkil and um, remains part of our story, and she will be presenting an exhibition called Tell Telling Tales, which will transform the uh, gallery into something else. Great, looking forward to it. Uh, thank you, ladies. This was fun. And uh, you can uh, follow all of Tashkil's news and updates on their website, tashkil.org. And Tashkil's also on all the social media. So it's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So yeah, sign up, get, you know, uh, get their newsletters, uh, follow them on social media for all their updates. And uh, yeah, here's to the next 10 years. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. For more discussions about art and culture in Dubai and beyond, please follow Teut Culture on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and any podcast applications you use. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Till next time.